Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. John chapter 7. After this, Jesus went around in Galilee. He did not want to go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders were looking for a way to kill him. But when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near, Jesus' brothers said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea, so that your disciples there may see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you're doing these things, show yourself to the world, for even his own brothers did not believe in him. Therefore, Jesus told them, My time is not yet here. For you, any time will do. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me, because I testify that its works are evil. You go to the festival. I am not going up to this festival, because my time has not yet fully come. After he had said this, he stayed in Galilee. However, after his brothers had left for the festival, he went also, not publicly, but in secret. Now at the festival, the Jewish leaders were watching for Jesus and asking, Where is he? Among the crowds, there was widespread whispering about him. Some said he's a good man. Others replied, No, he deceives the people. But no one would say anything publicly about him for fear of the leaders. Not until halfway through the festival did Jesus go up to the temple courts and begin to teach. The Jews there were amazed and asked, How did this man get such learning without having been taught? Jesus answered, My teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teaching comes from God or whether I speak on my own. Whoever speaks on their own does so to gain personal glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Has not Moses given you the law? Yet not one of you keeps the law. Why are you trying to kill me? You're demon-possessed, the crowd answered. Who is trying to kill you? Jesus said to them, I did one miracle, and you're all amazed. Yet because Moses gave you circumcision, though actually it did not come from Moses, but from the patriarchs, you circumcise a boy on the Sabbath. Now if a boy can be circumcised on the Sabbath so that the law of Moses may not be broken, why are you angry with me for healing a man's whole body on the Sabbath? Stop judging by mere appearances, but instead judge correctly. At that point, some of the people of Jerusalem began to ask, Isn't this the man they're trying to kill? Here he is speaking publicly, and they're not saying a word to him. Have the authorities really concluded that he's the Messiah? But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. Then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I'm from. I am not here on my own authority, but he who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him, because I am from him, and he sent me. At this they tried to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. Still, many in the crowd believed him, 
They said, When the Messiah comes, will he perform more signs than this man? The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about him. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time, and then I'm going to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me, and where I am you cannot come. The Jews said to one another, Where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What did he mean when he said, You will look for me, but you will not find me, and where I am you cannot come? On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, Rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time the Spirit had not yet been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. On hearing his words, some of the people said, Surely this man is a prophet. Others said, He is the Messiah. Still others asked, How can the Messiah come from Galilee? Does not the Scripture say that the Messiah will come from David's descendants, and from Bethlehem, the town where David lived? Thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. Finally the temple guards went back to the chief priests and the Pharisees, who asked them, Why didn't you bring him in? No one ever spoke like this man does, the guards replied. You mean he has deceived you also, the Pharisees retorted? Have any of the rulers or the Pharisees believed in him? No, but this mob that knows nothing of the law, there's a curse on them. Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus earlier and who was one of their own number, asked, Does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he's been doing? They replied, Are you from Galilee too? Look into it, and you will find that a prophet does not come out of Galilee. Jesus went to Jerusalem for tabernacles. It says specifically, the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near. It's interesting that John, a Jew, referred to tabernacles as a Jewish festival, because you would think he would say, our festival, but he didn't. He said it was a Jewish festival. He went on to say in verse 3, Jesus' brothers said to him, Leave Galilee and go to Judea, so that your disciples may see the works you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you're doing these things, show yourself to the world. Now, this was all sarcasm from his family's sake, because the next verse says, For even his own brothers did not believe in him. Remember, friends, the Messiah was one that was prophesied to come and be rejected, despised and rejected. Even his own family rejected him, ultimately. And so until the resurrection of the dead, our understanding is that his two brothers, James and Jude, did not recognize him as the Messiah, and he appeared to them, and that changed everything. Hence, we have the books in the New Testament written by his half-brothers. But at this time, his own brothers did not believe he was the Messiah. He ends up going to Jerusalem for the Feast of Tabernacles, and uh, he's in the temple teaching on the last day of the festival. In verse 37, On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, 
Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. So first, he says, let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. This sounds very similar to the conversation he had with the the woman in the at the well in an earlier chapter in John. Remember, he told the woman that if she knew who was there, that he would give her living water. And so he says, let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. And then he says that the scripture has foretold rivers of living water will flow from within those people who come to him and drink. And he explains in verse 39, by this, he meant the Holy Spirit. So these rivers of living water is referring to the Holy Spirit, who those who believe in him were later to receive. But it hadn't happened yet. Up until that time, no one had received the Holy Spirit because Jesus had not been crucified, resurrected, and ascended into heaven. So he was speaking prophetically that the thirsty would one day come to him for salvation, receive the salvation of God and the waters of life, and in so doing, they would be able to receive the Holy Spirit of God that would flow from within them, rivers of living water flowing from within them. And so the people were confused once again. They were divided as to the identity of Jesus. I mentioned his own brothers had questions about who he was. In verse 40, it says, On hearing his words, some of the people said, Surely this man is the prophet. Now, what prophet were they referring to? Moses had said that there was a prophet coming after him that the people must listen to, that he was going to bring new revelation about God. And so they thought perhaps Jesus was this prophet that Moses had foretold. Others said he's the Messiah. Still others asked, How can the Messiah come from Galilee? Does not the Scripture say Messiah will come from David's descendants and from Bethlehem? And so, of course, Jesus was born in Bethlehem, but he didn't feel any compulsion to tell them that he had been born in Bethlehem. He became known as Jesus of Nazareth, not Jesus of Bethlehem. And so the people were divided because of Jesus. And some of these things, Jesus didn't go out of his way to correct them. But the temple guards were somewhat convinced that Jesus was much more than just another rabble-rousing guy from Galilee. They went and reported back to the Pharisees and said, no one ever spoke the way this man does. And so the Pharisees rebuked the, the guards and said, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. None of the Pharisees believe in him. None of the chief rulers in the temple believe in him. Only this mob believes in him. But Nicodemus spoke up on Jesus' behalf. Remember, Nicodemus had gone to Jesus in chapter 3 of John and sought him out privately and asked Jesus about being born again and so forth. So Nicodemus said, does our law condemn a man without first hearing him to find out what he's been doing? And so they rebuked Nicodemus and said, this man's from Galilee. No prophet comes from Galilee, and certainly the Messiah doesn't come from Galilee. Now, I want you to notice that Jesus was indeed born the Son of God. He was proclaimed by John the Baptist as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And yet, this confusion continued even among his own family members as to who he was. And so he goes among the people and they're confused. Some say he's the Messiah. Others say he's a prophet. Some say he's from Galilee. Others said, he no, he's got to be from Bethlehem. Jesus did not clear these things up in the days of his flesh. But friends, we have the New Testament testimony that Jesus fulfilled 
the law and the prophets that spoke of the Messiah and the Son of God coming from the lineage of David's descendants. So he is Jesus of Bethlehem. Yes, the New Testament refers to him as Jesus of Nazareth, but he was born in Bethlehem. And so, Lord, may there be no confusion among those who love you. May we receive you as Lord and Messiah. And yes, the New Testament calls you Jesus of Nazareth, but you're also Jesus of Bethlehem, David's descendant after the flesh, born of a virgin, and come to deliver the world from its sins. Lord, we receive you as Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.